chick in me Every time I touch that track it turns into gold all right, Ian, are you ready to dive into this episode? Are you ready? <laughs> are you ready? Us and all, are you ready? Whole squad ready. <laughs> Us and all of the fish people everywhere, welcome to another episode of DCOM Rewind. <laughs> I'm a fish too. Um, I think that's what he said. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about this episode. We've gotten a lot of a lot of love for it already, right? Like, I, well, that- I feel like we say this every time. But we didn't know that this would be this popular. <laughs> we had no idea that this one was going to be this popular. And it was it was nuts. So way back in the day when we asked you all to DM us, write in your decoms that you wanted us to cover. This was, I think, number two on the list, yeah. which we knew was a classic. But again, kind of shocked by how much love was behind this movie. <laughs> Yeah, so I think it was, this was two, right? And then number one Mm -hmm. was Brink, Mm -hmm. I believe, which is funny because Brink's our most listened to episode. So uh, I hope that people listen to this one as much as they do Brink, (laughs) because it's it's very 90s. You're you're in for a treat. It is the most, I think, quintessential, stereotypical 90s movie I think we've watched yet, like even more so than Brink. The stereotypes are rampant through this movie. (laughs) I think every... I was like, is there anybody who's, like, not stereotypical in this movie? No, I don't think so. Like, even down, oh, even, like, down to, like, the poor nerdy sidekick, Jess. Like, I didn't, like, the mom. This has got, like, if if you were around in the 90s, you have seen every one of these characters in shows and TV before. So. Yeah. And the popular kid named Cody. Cody? <laughs> like, jeez. Oh. <laughs> But it's just, I mean, I think the one thing going into this movie is, like, it's so fun. We had so much fun re-watching it. It still holds up. So all of you all that love this movie that maybe haven't watched it in a while, tune into it. Because it, you'll, you'll, it, there were moments where I actually, like, laughed out loud at certain things. Because, it, be, one, because it was just ridiculous. And two, yeah. just because, like, the jokes are very, again, super nostalgic. And it's just a feel-good movie. Yeah, and it's so funny because it's not even just us, like us normal folk who love the movie. We're just talking about it. Corbin Blue's favorite decom. We have a lot of famous D- mm-hmm. Disney stars who put a lo- lot of love into this movie. So it's really crazy that it's held out since 1999 and people are still talking about it every day. It's nuts. And I didn't even realize, I guess, like Corbin Blue's dad is actually in the movie, which is crazy. Um He's the teacher that, like, splits up Cody and Sean, I guess, when they get into a fight. And Jess is like, no, I'm the nerd. Like, beat me up. And I'm like, we'll get into that later. But I was like, okay. Like, great job. That's his dad? Wow. I didn't didn't, know that. Yeah. I had no idea either. And I think, yeah. So I guess acting was always in his blood. Um, So crazy. But welcome, everybody. If you haven't figured it out yet, we are covering the 13th year in for this episode um, if you're new here, welcome. And uh, we like to cover the kind of single decoms per episode, kind of go through the hot takes, what we liked about the movie, what we thought was hilarious, the lessons that we learned. Um, and if you are a listener and you've been tuning in before, welcome back. We're so glad to have you. Um, and so the one thing we like to do is kick it off with movie moments. And Ian, I think this might be the first week ever where we yep. have the same movie moment. Exact same one. <laughs> you want to you want to tell them? I mean, I feel like we spammed our Instagram account with uh, just fun moments from this weekend. But do you want to kick it off and tell them what we did? It was so we <laughs> went. If you didn't see, we went to Bob to the Top tour in Silver Spring, Maryland expectations were so beyond met it was yeah so much fun I, it, it was it was this is literally the most cliche thing i can say but it truly was a movie moment i felt like we were living in a decom the amount of singing and dancing we did in that span of time yeah. is kind of crazy well not only that i thought the movie moment was the fact that not to toot our own horns but it felt like we were the main character because we got brought up to the stage three times three <laughs> times not once not three times that's crazy thank you so much lucas for doing that um because he was the one that called us up and also michael the dj shout yes. out to him for being shout so 
ridiculously nice to us. Uh, everyone, everyone there was so incredible. Um, I'll never forget when we were brought on stage and we actually got to act out, stick to the status quo and got to live out our best Sharpay and Ryan dream. So that was incredible. Can't top it. Was that your favorite moment of the night, you think? Yes. I think that was the moment where just looking out into the crowd and yeah. acting that out, I I was just like 12-year-old Kels would have like shed a tear at that Probably. moment because yeah. it was just truly magical. In our Sharpay shirts too, nonetheless. In our Sharpay shirts, a fabulous decom podcast. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, so much fun. It was amazing. We got to meet some of you. We got to meet a whole other bunch of amazing people, pass out friendship bracelets with decom sayings on it. We met another podcast, another decom yeah. podcast there. So it just, it, this community is awesome. And it was just so cool to be in a huge, you know, concert room with everybody jamming out to these songs that you know some of these songs you haven't heard of you know haven't heard in the past couple of years and it just all the lyrics come back to you the dance moves come back shout out to the girls that did hold down hold down throw down because they did not miss a beat like it was <laughs> incredible watching them so just literally such a fun time such a good time such a good time and i also was not expecting him to be be playing Taylor Swift also. So that was a very, very pleasant surprise for me. You know, I th think a transition from like Hillary Duff to Taylor Swift. And I was like, where am I? Is this like heaven? Like, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> he knew so. what he was doing. He knew his audience. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and we, uh, we reciprocated. So <laughs> it was incredible. Um, so just, yeah, such an amazing time. We hope you all had some great movie moments too throughout the week. Um, that's definitely ours. Um, yeah. Shout out Bob to the top. Thank you for making our weeks, months, honestly, like year so far. It was so much fun. So, so much fun. awesome. Yeah. Um, and so speaking of so much fun, uh, want to jump into the 13th year? I was going to say, <laughs> want to dive into it? Oh, got to dive sure. in. We're going to be using all of the swimming puns and ocean puns. So uh, get, the dad get ready, everybody. Back. The dad jokes are back. Yep, Coming let's in hot. Get it. Let's get into 13th year. All right. Well, before we dive into talking about the movie let's just give as we usually do a brief synopsis of the movie the 13th year um if you've never heard of the 13th year i feel like you might live under a rock but we're here for you okay <laughs> we are going to be of great help um the 13th year is a decom released in 1999 and it's the coming of age fantasy film that tells the story about a teenage boy who discovers that he's actually a mermaid full stop Full stop. <laughs> period. Like, <laughs> literally, period. And it, it was funny because we were like, you know what? I think we need to dive deeper about this synopsis to help them out. No. No. Like, that's what the movie... That's it. That's... That, that's literally it. That's the whole movie. Like... For, for an hour and a half. Well, I was going to say, if you want to not... I mean, please watch it. It's great. But also, if you don't want to watch it, that's it. That's the plot like that's what happens <laughs> but but you know what's so weird because like if when reading that out and thinking about it it's like wow this movie was really much to do about nothing but yet it was so entertaining and it didn't feel like an hour and a half it felt like 30 minutes i, I loved the movie but that's it folks it, that's the podcast no, I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll see you next week bye <laughs> right it it was just it's so funny because I feel like it, you're right. Like not a lot happened in this movie, yet it was so entertaining. And I feel like that's why we liked it as kids because this boy literally is just learning, oh my God, I'm a fish. And then it's it just kind of like comedy ensues and then you meet these other characters, but it's kind of just like going about your everyday life in middle school and oh my god my parents are crazy and you know yeah. oh no puberty what do i do and i think that's why we could relate to it as kids on that level because not a lot was going on yet we could again relate to like oh my gosh birthday parties and you know hierarchy of like who's popular things like that and i like maybe i'm crazy and i might be mixing up timelines 
But I feel like mermaids were having a big moment in the 90s and like just aquatic life in general, like free willy, all of those Mm. things. I feel like we were fascinated by the ocean as kids in the 90s specifically. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you didn't watch Free Willy on repeat or listen to it on the bus? No, no, because I didn't want to cry every day. I don't. That movie made me cry. Oh, what was that? Flipper? Wasn't that also a movie like a dolphin? Flipper. Yes, there was a show I remember called Flipper way back in the day. It was on like, what? Oh my god, what was it called? Switching, switching teams here, but it was on. I think it was like Snick at Night or Nick at (gasps) Night, whatever. Like the that out. I know. <laughs> Disney, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think you're right, actually. And then there was like, was this the 90s too? Like Rocket Power with like surfing and all that stuff? Maybe that was yes. early 2000s, but I there remember was an aquatic element. You're right. There was like, I remember specifically getting magazines in the mail. And it was at the time where you could, you'd like buy a stuffed animal or you buy like, a shark tooth and then you basically be adopting a whale like a killer oh, whale or, right. or a dolphin or something and i just remember like having like all of these shark like shark teeth as if like oh as if gosh. i had like gone out and gotten them myself but yeah i thought i was like oh you know mama kelsey has so many has so many killer whales out so, so many killer whale babies <laughs> um I, I have a question actually because i was i knew that you liked water i didn't know it went this deep um but <laughs> just curious because i know that you really liked 13 years a kid right um, loved it did this movie did this movie influence you <laughs> to swim so okay here so i when this movie came out i had already been swimming for like four years Ah, okay. i think okay i wanted to get into this too though because i feel like this was kind of the first one of the first 90s movies where like let's be serious the swim team was like they were never the popular jocks and i can fully relate to that like the swim team we were like the outcasts you know what i mean like you've got like you've got the soccer team the basketball team lacrosse team field hockey like they all kind of took precedent over like they're like oh yeah here come the swimming kids and it was like we were fine but it what we it was never like oh my god the popular kids like where everyone shows up at the swim meets and cheers and i thought it was so cool because this was the first movie mm-hmm. where it's like okay like we're the cool kids and like people they're we getting real excited you. about the championship and yeah. cody's the most popular kid so like that was cool to me for me to see like was the swim team were they popular in your middle school and high school i, I was i was gonna say yeah out in california arizona it's like the swimmers and the water polo players were like the most popular Ooh, okay and, like the soccer kids were kind of, like sorry timmy because he was on the soccer team everyone loved oh, timmy, out, timmy. But, the, but the soccer <laughs> players were kind of like no one that's really funny though because when you were describing it you're like soccer field hockey like that's so east coast right and then west i'm like oh no it was like swimming and water polo where the all the water hockey. sports yeah and volleyball volleyball was huge. oh that they makes were, sense were, too yeah um but yeah that's really interesting and then I, I don't think we said this in the synopsis for but for those who haven't seen it so cody was the best swimmer um on the team um and he brought their team to states so uh, it was him and then who was that other guy he was kind sean of sean, sean was, he was okay was he odd. was a, he was a bully but also was he wrong when he said he was like cody the only reason you could beat me so pl- so you know spoiler spoiler alert at the end in the last meet cody beats him by just a little bit but he by that time He's kind of going full on mermaid mode. So he's got the full fins on his arms, everything. And so Sean sees that. And Sean's like, the only reason you could beat me is because you were cheating. And I think Sean was like, oh, he's taking steroids or something, not turning yeah. into a, a magical fish. But I'm like, you know what, Sean? Like, you worked hard and you're right. Like, you're never, you can be Michael Phelps. You're not going to beat a mermaid. You're not going to beat him. That's true. That's actually a pretty good point. I, I was more so talking about like, and I think everybody was like this. I didn't like how Sean spoke to Jess. I'm like Jess's mm-hmm. little bodyguard. But did no one see, no one saw the fins on him besides Sean? <laughs> like no one did? No one saw the fins besides like Jess's dad at that meet who, let's be for real, like the creepy level of this was a little much when like Big John shows up to a swim meet 
where he doesn't have a kid on the team and he shows up with binoculars. Yes. Yeah, can we get into that for a second? Can we big, please get into that? The like big John dynamic of this whole movie, it just wild. Like this man is the most like old salt of the earth sea man. And he's for, a fisherman. He's a fisherman. And that's like, <laughs> and I feel like that's why like, no matter where you live, like East Coast, West Coast, this movie, it just, I feel like we all have these tales of, like, the crazy fisherman who's after, like, the big whale or, like, after the mermaid. Like, it's, it, I would just remember that being also very relatable. Like, with Cape Cod or, you know what I mean? Like, again, West Coast, like, all these, like, fantasies yeah. about mermaids. I was like, okay, this this guy is adding up. His character, again, I feel like very stereotypical of, like, yeah, this crazy fisherman. <laughs> yeah, it's like, um for those who haven't seen it in a while so he's the one like the movie kind of opens with him and he spots a mermaid at the beginning of the movie and that just so happens to be cody's mom and so he spends like the rest of his life trying to capture this mermaid again and it's weird to me because he's like malicious about it he like i don't know i wouldn't want I wouldn't, he's like brutal about it with like yeah. the, the whole net. And you know what I was actually thinking? I think this movie would have been so different if it was made today because I was like, well, why don't you just like take a picture or like film something? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, it's 1999. You can't do that. The first, um, the movie gets solved in the first like 30 seconds of it. <laughs> just right? like, there you go. Right. Put it on Instagram. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought his character was creepy and weird and I, yeah, I really, honest to God, was not a fan of him. Yeah, he was nuts. And I, th I think it goes into kind of the dynamic of Jess and there's so much, so many hot takes. I feel like we can talk about Jess. So for those of you who haven't watched it in a while, Jess is kind of, I mean, it's he. I think he says it about eighty times in the movie. He's like, "I'm a nerd. I'm the nerdy one. I'm like, you know, just basically calling himself like a loser and is extremely self loathing, which was super weird to watch as an adult. And super Gen Z of him, self loathing. Like so, so Gen Z. Um, but it was it like the dynamic between him and his dad. I think created this nerd character for mm -hmm. Jess, and I, that's the thing. Like. When I was a kid, again, I feel like we we were so used to having these 90s stereotypes shoved down our throat where it's like, oh, yeah, he's the nerd. So, of course, like, we can, like, make jokes and laugh about him. And now I'm like, everyone spoke to Jess poorly, including his dad. And how, like, even at the end of the movie, it's just, like, it kind of ends sadly for Jess, too. It, too I just felt like, I felt so badly for Jess in this whole movie. <sighs> I felt bad for him. I, first of all, shout out to his glasses. They were pretty cool. I really liked the glasses. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, I felt really bad for him, too. And I don't remember feeling bad for him as a kid because I think it was the 90s. And you're right. We were so used to, like, the nerd's the nerd. The cool kid's a cool kid. That's the way life goes. Like, stuff like that. Um, I think that the, the, the one scene that broke my heart was when he finally gets invited to, like, a birthday and he shows up to his birthday and um, gets ignored and just like turns away automatically. And he was like, can you give this to him? And it was like, happy birthday, Cody, exclamation mark. And I I don't know. I just like the adult in me just wanted to give him a hug. It just, um, I mean, we were, I mean, for those of you listening, so Ian and I, we rewatched this movie again last night and we're live texting throughout it. And just some of the lines in this movie, and even for Jess, like I, like, <laughs> In my notes, I just have three lines that I can't believe they actually wrote. And it was, one is when Cody meets him on the beach and this poor kid can't swim. So he's just basically banned to like looking in tidal pools and like looking at the life there and enjoying the beach that way. So he's like, you know, he's like, ask any social outcasts. We don't have friends. We just have hobbies. So I just stick my head in the sand. <sighs> it's like, yes. Like, dude, you're like 12 and you're this negative about your life already. I know. And it's, and finally he forms this friendship with Cody, even though I feel like Cody's kind of mean to him throughout the entire movie still. Yeah. Like, they're never officially friends, even though Jess is the only one that befriends him when he learn is learning he's turning into this mystical creature. And then at the end, like, Cody goes off 
again, spoiler alert, goes off swimming with his mermaid mom. And Jess is like, oh, I finally made a friend. And then he turned into a fish and swam away. Yeah. <laughs> did, like, what? Didn't know. No, no, no. But he, he ended with typical. Like, <laughs> typical. Oh, I hate when my friends turn into fish and swim away. Um, Just another Tuesday. <laughs> but it's like, seriously, right? But it's sad because, you know, he's going to go back to school without friends now and he's just gonna be back to like sticking his head in the pools that's a thing it's like no one no one else befriended him there was no arc of him of of other kids learning oh my gosh we can have different hobbies and come join us you know come join us in the party and yeah and now i feel like it's just he's just back to being jess playing his tuba his little tuba so (laughs) get that kid out of my pool um, can we talk that this yeah, okay talk about this that was a line said by the swim coach and he's just blatantly watching Jess drown and he's like oh like this is why you gotta like practice safety <laughs> it's like Cody has to be the one to dive into this pool to save this other middle schooler while this grown adult is in his suspenders is just like well well this is why you know you can't let people you can't let losers onto the pool deck <laughs> it's like going on was your middle school coach that intense for swimming yes oh he was oh so that's not even a stereo that's that's real that was actually like a lot of the swimming stuff in this movie was not uh very typical of a team but i don't every swim coach i've had um and none of them are listening so i don't feel badly saying this they were some of the most intense people i've ever met in my life like even when when we were like eight years old, it was like you were training for the Olympics since day one. It was, it was a little nuts. Wow, that's like crazy. they would break clipboards. It would in middle it, school. In middle school, like if we had national swim meets, it it got intense. So when that swim coach was like, "This is the happiest day of my life," I was like, "One, we need to get our priorities straight, buddy." But two, I've I've also heard this line <laughs> from my coaches, so weird did you have to have did you have to have like wine or something while watching those scenes or ptsd (laughs) just ptsd all coming back it was yeah swimming swimming is a very intense sport it was yeah i uh i was i was happy when i when i switched to soccer but yeah i swam my whole life but it was crazy the coaches the coaches are a little nuts they uh they're very passionate about their sport I think I remember our friend Corey actually said something similar about how swimming was just mm-hmm. like a drain on your body. So shout out to you for swimming your whole life. I could do it. Oh, you definitely could. It was, yeah, but it was, it was a wild sport. Um, but again, I'm glad they made it a huge part of this movie. Um, yeah. It was, you know, really, it was cool to see. Um, I think another, another huge part of this movie, which we have to touch on, how do you feel about Cody's, parents that adopted him aka stole him off of a boat (laughs) when he was a baby yeah i so what was that about um (laughs) i like maybe you could just like pick up kids on like the street in the 90s but like wouldn't they have to do like adoption papers or go through something and also you know what's fascinating actually they never do this in disney movies they were just straight up with him like oh yeah you're not our son by the way and he he was just like oh yeah i know because usually they have to sit him down and be like you're adopted um yeah i thought the parents were very uh what's the word eccentric very odd characters but also very very stereotypical for the 90s you have your goofy Mm -hmm. dad who's one of the boys and then you have your helicopter mom who's like portrayed as like a health freak like type a type person but all in all they made a really cute family in my opinion i thought what are are your takes at i did think it was really cute i did think it was hilarious that when they find Cody as a baby and she's like, the mom says, can we keep him? And the dad's like, no, like this isn't like a coin you find on the street. Like it's a baby. And then she's like, we're going to name him Cody. And the dad's like, okay, (laughs) just run off. That's my favorite name. Can we? (laughs) I I did also like, what, what are their jobs? So are they like a Tiki boat 
like bar crews captain and first mate i i I was very confused by their employment it looked awesome so like i'm very jealous of of their job i want that life like that it seemed great um and i also love that that they got to have this job on a boat with the two of just the two of them and then they live in this beautiful lighthouse home on this extremely gorgeous cliff so they're doing something right but they you're right they're the most 90s characters the the mom's shoving tofu down people's throats and the dad's just making jokes about everything in puberty when his son is just hanging on the ceiling because he can't he has so much static electricity that he can't get off of the walls i just very stereotypical i feel like of 90s parents it really is except for that so it was cody's birthday and the mom decides to cook like a beet cake um which i was like i didn't even know that was a thing so shout out to the writer for pulling that out of the hat um but one thing about the parents i also wanted to say and this is so embarrassing for me kelsey and i were live texting last night and i'm like am i crazy or is the dad kind of cute and you're like joey from full house you mean i was like oh my god but i mean Okay, technically. Maybe it was his personality. His personality was cute. His person and I mean Joey from Full House, like he had a great personality. He was he was a, a cutie too. So I can see. Why did you stutter? It was like hard for you to say he was a cutie. Like it was it was folks folks who were not looking at us. It was like physically hard for you to say that. So I know you're lying. I think because it's it's so weird, right? When like you get to this point in your life when like when we were watching this when we were younger, I'm sure, like, we both probably had crushes on Cody. You know what I mean? He's this charismatic kid, this athlete. He seems to be somewhat nice. And now <laughs> it's it's and now it's weird. Somewhat nice. somewhat nice. And now it's weird because we're getting to that stage in our life where I feel like we find the dads attractive. Like, like Bart Johnson from High School Musical. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, have I officially, I've reached the age where it's like, you know, you rent a car and you have to, like, do your like your age your age group and i'm like i've reached the like i like disney dads now and not <laughs> and not the stars that i grew up liking but so that's... technically i don't know where i was going with this sorry but... <laughs> technically... hold on hold on, hold on. No, no no i was about to cook hold on technically we still might have crushes on the Disney stars nowadays. We just don't know what they true. look like. So this is that's true. what I was doing. I'm, can I Google what Cody looks like? Hold on. His name I'm pretty... is Chess Starbucks. Literally, find oh, find what? a more perfect name. That has to be a fake name, right? There's like that has no to be... way. There's no way. There's no way. I looked him up. I was stalking him. Whoa. Okay. He's I, I think is he some type of bodybuilder now? He's yeah. very he's very tatted up and seems to be very shirtless in a lot of his Instagram posts. Man, this you are so right. Like we are coming full circle. I'm looking at photos, he's tatted up. You are right. He's like a bodybuilder, but he has a full-blown family and kids now. Like, geez, we're getting old folks. It's oh my gosh. Like, I need to like break out my night cream officially because this is it, but it's so it's so nice to see but i was like yeah we we are officially old we're we're, we're up there no more no more middle school swim meets for for us well let's count yep i, I think that's a positive thing i think that's a positive oh yeah if i ever show up to a swim meet a middle school swim meet with binoculars just be like just lock me in a room lock me in a room unless unless your kid is swimming then We'll probably be, I'll be shown up with posters to supporting the kid. (laughs) Um, I just looked him up. So, did you know he was 18 in that movie? No. I thought he was like, no. He's 17 and he was just about to turn 18. I thought he was like 11. I honestly got thought he was 12. Wow. That's shocking. Yeah. That's because you have stuff like that and then you have. I forget which character we were talking about on Teen Beach who was like, oh, no, not Teen Beach. It was Brink. So Brink, mm-hmm. he was like 12 filming that. And I thought he was like 18. So I guess the roles are reversed for those two. That's so weird. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Because Eric looks bizarre. so young in that movie. That is crazy that he was 18. Yeah, he's like almost 18. Star- Chess Starbucks. 
Okay. Okay, Chez. Well, yeah. could have fooled us. So I guess good good job with those acting chops. <laughs> you know, that name might have gotten him the role. I, I feel like if I was like a casting director and I was trying to cast someone who was like a merman. Um, sorry, we've been saying mermaid. It's merman. Like, merman. You know, at the end of the movie, how they all like scream that. Um, <laughs> but if I saw somebody named Chez Starbucks, I was like, don't even have to act you're hired for the role like mm-hmm. you fit this description to a t um, yes done yeah, and done that's crazy um i uh, i kind of wanted to get into this topic too about cody um and again you know me i i act like every movie is like we're a queen for a dream or like color or like I act like every movie's way deeper than it is, right? <laughs> um, but I was talking to you about that, and then also my friend Jesse about it too. And some things that I didn't really realize at the time, and I'm really glad that I realized it now, and I've seen TikToks about it. A lot of people, and I don't think Disney meant for this to be the case, but a lot of gay people actually relate to Cody's character so much because mm-hmm. it's something that comes out like, like uh, when he gets excited he loves water and so it comes out and he tries to hide it from his parents his parents end up accepting him he can't accept himself every he hides it from the whole school and so when I was 13 that was that really confusing period where you know the girls at the dances would try to slow dance with you and you're like I broke my leg um like you didn't want to do like you didn't want to do stuff like that um and so I just could really relate to being a teenager and trying to hide the fact that I was gay even from my closest friends um and I don't know what was it what was your take on that like even I guess I'll stop right there, actually. What was your take on that? No, I mean, it's it's nuts because I feel like like watching it from my from my own perspective as a kid, yeah, I didn't even realize that it was supposed to be this whole perception of just puberty in general. And then when we were researching on TikTok, Instagram, all of these forums, I feel like it really was like such every every forum that I saw was basically just saying it was this sexual awakening for so many people and I guess and it does make sense and like what you just said from that perspective like that makes 100% sense especially like what you were going through at that time when you were 13 and it's so funny because I feel like 13 is you know when I was younger I thought it was such a random number that they picked but I feel like 13 is kind of when you start having feelings and you start discovering who you like and things like that. So in a weird way, I mean, I think you're right. That fits perfectly in with that. And I'm glad, I'm really glad that even if Disney didn't mean to do that originally, I'm glad that that's a message that is clearly taking off. You know what I mean? Because so many people are saying this and that's, that's awesome. And I mean, and you know what, like props to them, like you were saying, you know, I think I love I love the fact that you do always look at movies in like a deep way and things like that. And good job for this movie, I guess, for even if they didn't want to, they have this deeper meaning. Yeah. And it's also like and again, <laughs> I mean, it, first of all, being a mermaid, I feel like is like I feel like gay folks like we love like the little mermaid and mermaids in general and then like all of his scales were like rainbow colored. And so like looking back and I'm just like. Yeah, no, he was definitely gay, for sure. He was definitely um, gay. <laughs> but I feel like every... You know what's actually... Um, I'm sorry, folks. I am moving apartment, so it's packed. But I don't have my Little Mermaid mug. The, the one oh. episode, I don't I don't have it. We'll break it out. Next next episode, we'll cheers to the new apartment. And we'll we'll cheers with the, with the mermaid mug. And cheers to Cody, too. <laughs> Wait, um, can I just say, speaking of mermaids... Okay, I get since we're just talking about deeper meanings and I get that this is a Disney movie and I get that this is made for people around the middle school age. I, can you please explain to me like I, as an adult, I'm like, wait, so what is the life cycle of a mermaid? Because so the whole point is, is it like every mermaid at 13 is on land somewhere and then they start just developing these fins and electricity powers. 
And is their mom always watching them? Or is it an accident that Cody was on land? Are there other mer people? And then he, so again, spoiler alert, at the end of the movie, his mom, who just like always seductively looks at the camera, is like, come with me, son. <laughs> and then oh, weird. they swim off into the sunset. And then his his land mom, his a- adopted mom, I guess, is like, be back for school. I'm like, can he turn back into a boy, though? I'm so confused. Like, is he now? Now he can just go back and forth. But then, like, the mom clearly can't go back and forth. So what? It, but like, so is he half human? Is he whole mermaid? Merman? The whole thing was very confusing to me. Aren't, aren't mermaids half human? Right. So, so is he full merman and now he just has like a power where he can choose but like the mom can't choose so like she's stuck in the water but he can go on land i think that it represented the generational shift i'm just kidding um (laughs) but i do think you're like i'm like never I'm never doing a podcast with you again. It could be like girl versus monster, and I'll be like, this is about global warming, by the way. If you didn't um <laughs> I think that the mom, the way it made it seem like I don't know if like she didn't I feel like she, so first of all, she brings no substance. So like she just like looks at the camera. You're right. So I don't know what's going on through her brain. But it made it seem like she she wanted like a better life for her kid. And so she wanted the kid to grow up on land. And so my take is I think as long as he stays away from water, okay. he's human. But the second he's in water and it gets more aggressive year by year, he turns into a mermaid. So my take for the end of the film, because I want happy endings, is that he comes back. He has his adoptive parents. They have a great life. He has a great life with Jess. And then in the mm-hmm. summertime, he goes back and swims in the water. And it's like- Big John leaves everyone the hell alone (laughs) big john goes away it's like yeah it's like a summer vacation i guess with his with his mom okay i guess that makes sense because that was the one thing i was so confused about i was so confused about like the scientific like life of a mermaid but i guess that that makes sense and also yeah like i'm not i'm like oh so like when jess is reading the books again it's like calm down like this is not real life like this is this is not some like chemistry class that we're taking well (laughs) it definitely isn't real life with this movie um can we just say one thing about the ending also um i mean talk about like a cliffhanger and i swear there was supposed to be a second movie because how dare you end it on that (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry but like how dare you end it on that and i'm literally just like I was like Googling Reddit searches, like ending explained again, like this is like Inception. It's not, but it's like, what is, what's happening? There needs to be a part two. A part two, (laughs) you know, a part two would have been awesome where like maybe Cody has to like, I'm sorry if anyone's in the oil industry, but like maybe there's an oil spill or something and he's got to like take down the bad guys (laughs) and like, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, that was really dark. Maybe not that. Disney Channel's not going to make a movie about a mermaid trying to <laughs> encounters an oil spill. Well, doesn't he <laughs> to take down an oil company for killing off the sea? Because, like, can you see his mom, like, using Dawn's soap and, like, washing the little ducks and stuff? Maybe not. But, you know, those commercials from the... Ne- anyway. Um, no, you're right. That would not be... The- that would not be... The- that would not be the sequel. There would be another sequel. I, I honestly want to post on Reddit and be like, so what are your thoughts for this part two? <laughs> to You're like, yeah, there's like an oil spill and like half the mermaid population gets taken away. And then like the turtles are choking on the straws and Cody has the. <laughs> he, just, he just like gets his, cause he, I think he, what was it? One of the powers he could like control fish with his mind or something so i could see him being like with like a army of dolphins yeah just taking over like aquaman technically oh that's true yeah yeah like aquaman 
It was. <laughs> if anyone from Disney's listening, <laughs> it doesn't have to be an oil spill, but. Can we please have a part two, maybe as Cody as an adult, and maybe he has little merman and mermaid sons and daughters that... Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> this brought up another point. I, I swear it's correlated. Um, I was like, he has sons and daughters with Sam, his girlfriend. Okay. Can we talk about Sam for a second? Was that relationship... First of all, three questions. Was it believable? <laughs> Did you like Sam? <laughs> I love how you and I are like, there's nothing in this movie, and we've been talking 50 minutes nonstop about it. <laughs> like, this was a movie about nothing. Yeah, we're now... like acting like this is like the Barbie movie. Okay. <laughs> Did you like Sam? Did you okay. find it weird that they wouldn't kiss ever? Because he's gay. And then, because, he's, because he's gay. Is there, is, there, is there a longevity between the two? I, the one thing I'll say about Sam, and I think this will say how I feel about her is when so they weren't even officially together and then she pulls him aside and she's like happy birthday Cody I got you a gift and it's a fo framed photo of her face <laughs> it's like okay well that's um I guess we're we're a little conceited I guess that was uh, an interesting gift but and then she freaks out when she finds out he's a mermaid yeah that was I, rude I, I, I was not a fan no I, I wasn't either I, but I remember as a little kid liking her. And then as an adult, it was just, oh, so she liked him because he was the popular kid, but the nice popular kid. So she didn't like the jerk popular kid like Sean, but she also wasn't nice enough to like him for his differences. And then she tells him to not to not meet any yeah. any any mer girls or mermaids over the summer. Yeah. You just Did you you just roasted Sam in a way that was so elegant, and I have to say, <laughs> I do not like Sam at all. Now that now that you put it into that perspective, <laughs> or when they were like, "Well, he's the most popular guy, so you're the most popular girl." It seems like mm -hmm. she was just trying to climb the social ladder. Which you know what? You're a middle school girl. That's kind of realistic. I was trying yep. to climb the social ladder. I mean, yep, I would same. never. I was. I was breaking legs so I didn't have to dance with girls, but I was doing stuff to try to go, to climb it, you know? Um, climbing on that one leg. <laughs> climbing, climbing on up. I do like how she wasn't like the stereotypical Disney girl mm -hmm. who's popular. She kind of looked like a nerd. And I feel like a lot of Disney shows, you know, they have like the Ashley Tisdales, the Selena Gomez, yes. Gomez's. And so I did like that aspect of it. I also loved her butterfly clip. Um, oh, that was so cool. That was I cool, right? Those. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm not really a huge fan of her. Um, what one thing that I do want to share with you and the listeners is when you were talking about her uh getting a gift for his birthday and it's just like a picture of her. Um, <laughs> my sister for my I think it was 14th birthday, she got me a gift and it was like this huge box, right? It was like a moving box. So I kept opening it and then there was like a smaller box in it. It was like seven small boxes <laughs> packed into one. And then the last box, I pick it up and it's a picture of her going like this, like smiling <laughs> and being like, happy birthday, Ian. And I was like, seriously? Anyway. <laughs> I love that she made you work for it, though, with a multiple boxes <laughs> to get to it. She's she's a product of the '90s, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, not I. I was definitely not a fan of Sam, and I also felt like, is it just me? Like I feel like I'm just Jess's protector, but Sam didn't. She never tried to get to know Jess, even like she was just so. And I'm like a 29 year old male, like ragging on a 12 year old girl, but like she was so conceited. She, I, I know. I'm like, I feel like I'm, I'm picking <laughs> her apart. We're in our 30s and 20s. We're like, you know what? <laughs> How dare she? <laughs> I, but that's, a, I think, I mean, just going back to it, I think that's why I felt so badly for Jess because you're right. Like, no one befriended him. No one, Cody just like kept him kind of to the side. And then now he's just back to being a, a guy who sticks his head in the sand. It just, no one was nice. No one, yeah, the whole thing was just really frustrating. Well, let's hope that and... Sam's nice to him when the school starts again. I, I know. know. Well, at least, well, Cody should be back by then, hopefully. Yeah, he'll, he'll swim around back. Yeah. He'll swim back, and they'll blow, they'll blow dry his legs, and yeah. 
he just he won't be able to do the swim team, I guess. But he could do everything well, else. Since no one notices that he has fins growing, yeah. halfway through, <laughs> maybe he can. You know, this is true. They're they're not very observant. <laughs> and if and, yeah, and if anyone says anything, he's just gonna electrocute the water, which is the stupidest thing on earth. <laughs> Oh, you want to talk about getting dark, like not an oil spill, like everyone would be dead in that pool. Like right? every, like the, you're telling me he electrocuted the, the, the launch pad, the timing pad and nobody got hurt. No, everyone was just, oh yeah, we're in water, but it's no big deal. <laughs> Should we do like a behind the scene, like an alternative ending? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but for those who haven't watched it yet. This is when Cody beats Sean, and he has full-blown, like, fins on him. And Sean's noticing. I think Cody notices Big John, and so he just decides to, like, electrocute the side of the pool where all this water is flowing into, and everything explodes around him, and that's how he escapes. Um, <laughs> wild, wild scene, actually. Wild scene. You know it's what I do? This... I don't know why I keep I don't know why I just keep laughing every time we're like, like casually we're like oh and then you know Big John <laughs> Big old John Fisherman <laughs> um you know what we should do listener and listeners can you please write into us and say if this is a stupid idea I feel like we should have an episode where we just talk about the most wild top 10 scenes of DCOMs ever because this would definitely be in it this would definitely be in it Oh, my God. Yes, please let us know, because that would actually be a super fun episode. And we, we'd have a lot of material, like a lot of material to go off of. Wait, can I ask you a question to see if you, we have the same answer? I, what do you think the number one scene would be? And I I already know it in my mind. Oh, God. Um, it's a very famous scene. The Camp Rock scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Camp Rock. That has to be number one, right? That has to be number one. And the fact that nobody's clapping on beat is amazing. Like, it just... Oh, did my God. Was... Wait, did we think she ate when we were kids? Or I no? did. I remember I tried to learn it. I tried to learn, like, all of their, like, Did you actually? Yeah, except I was, like, already in college, so that wasn't, like... So I was pretty much like Jess, uh... I uh, didn't have a life, but I did. I mean, because they kind of looked like they they killed it at the time, but now looking back, now looking back, it's like maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> I think I think the only Disney dance that I tried to learn, which is again, I think my parents should have known I was gay um, when I was in elementary school, and it was the Lizzie McGuire scene when Kate and her friend and they're like loser, loser, double loser, as if whatever, oh get the God. picture, duh. I, use, I practiced that at recess with my friends. So anyway. <laughs> but that was a good one because I feel like you could actually use that. Well, well not, 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 not. Are we Sean and Cody? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, can you see Jess in the hallway? You could use it. <laughs> Bust out that jingle. As I'm like, everyone was so mean to him. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's useful information. Like you could use that on the daily. <laughs> you're like, we spread love and kindness on this podcast. I mean, you're like, that's perfect. You can actually use that in your everyday life. <laughs> <laughs> oh man anyway. between that and the oil spill we have some golden <laughs> quotes from you on this podcast things you never thought you guys would have to be listening to on the 13th the this is this year. is literally how our like hour-long calls a day go by the way so yeah. you guys are getting a sneak peek into that um they're basically like fever dream calls that are all over the place yeah um, like what if um the one I thing Oh. No, go go for it. <laughs> it's, it's really quick because I promised Jesse, our friend, that I would give her a shout out, and she wanted to say, growing up, she was so jealous that there was a girl named Sam because that is the coolest name to have as a girl, and she wished that she could have it. So, shout out to you, Jesse. I agree. It's a very very cool name. That is a cool name, and I, I feel like it was so cool because like it could go like, you know, anyone's name could be Sam, right? And it was just, and I feel like it was like. Uh, that that really that I that wasn't very eloquent. I don't know why I don't know why I said that. It just seemed it just seemed right. I didn't want to say anything because I'm like <laughs> I feel like I've been roasting you this episode. But no, okay. So growing up, <laughs> growing up in the the only reason why I say this sure. is because growing up in the '90s, 
Kelsey at the time was a guy's name. So I was the, like, that's how it was what? labeled by society. Yeah. The no only way I was the only Kelsey. And now it's crazy. Cause now I feel like there are a bunch of little Kelsey's running around um, unrelated to me. I don't know what I, I'm just all over the place today. Um, <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the only Kelsey was Kelsey grammar from Frasier. And that was the only Kelsey I had oh, in my life. Yeah, his so name you is... can imagine being a middle school girl and like everyone starts like singing on the, the Frasier. Swim team. On the swim team. So life <laughs> life was not looking great sometimes. <laughs> life, was, that. life was rough. Life um was rough. But anyway, yes, yeah, Sam, Sam, wonderful name. Wonderful name. <laughs> wonderful name. And anyone could have that name. That's the coolest thing. About anyone it. could have that name. Anyone could have that name. Um I think oh yeah, all the names were cool. The one name I really don't get, and like I'm not trying to like be like gender names at all. Um, but in 1999, I I don't was there anyone named Jess who was a guy? I mean, get maybe Jesse McCartney though. Jesse. It's just a very odd choice for me um, in 1999 that he was named Jess, um, and I, I I almost feel like. Were they playing into like the bully element? That has... But no one mentioned his name in a weird light, though. So, because I know kids got bullied for their names all the time growing up, like yeah. all the time. Um. So, anyway, yeah, and I, I I don't know where I'm going with this, but <laughs> but no, but yeah. it was a, it was a good path to go down, and yeah, I think it, it's so funny because I feel like all paths, no matter where we go down, just lead to like poor Jess, and that's just kind of the theme of the movie the theme of the movie is just poor jess oh what i did want to say is yeah. okay because i feel like well this was before harry potter i guess technically but when you were watching this because even though i'm i am old when we you're not stop saying that when, anyway <laughs> i'm such a jess no. <laughs> so self-loathing so it was watching this like we both weren't 13th when 13 when we saw this didn't like so when you're 13, like you potentially could turn into a mermaid. Like when you were a certain age, you got your Hogwarts letter. Like, did you, when you were a kid, did you ever think like, oh my gosh, I could have mystical powers or I could turn into a mer being of some no. sort or. Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay. Same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In, in Phoenix, Arizona, I was like, if I am a mermaid. Um. <laughs> A desert mermaid. <laughs> a desert mermaid. They they do have those beautiful canals though. Remember, we saw that, all them. Those so, are really nice, and they have they had. I remember it was like really cool fish, in the in the canals. <laughs> they were. Oh yeah, they did. They did have those fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, because when I was, what, mm, I was kind of being tongue in cheek in my response actually. But when I was thirteen, I'm trying to think of. Okay, I was 13 in, like, 2007, so that's when Harry Potter was huge, and actually, I'm pretty sure, like, I tried to cast spells to see if, like, something would happen, um, but I don't, I never thought that I was, like, from another planet, or, like, that I would, like, that I would like get these <laughs> powers, but I do know Harry Potter, and Harry Potter was huge when you were thirteen too. So it's like, I think I related to Harry Potter as a teenager, um, and you probably related to Harry, Hermione, Ron, et cetera, too. Um, but yeah, that was like my little, uh, I guess, world of magic, being like, I'm different, like casting one or two spells, but yeah. for the most part, oh. And the, oh, I wasn't 13, but I was, like, younger. I, like, tried to jump off my... <laughs> I tried to, it, The roof was not that high. But were, you I tried... trying to, were you trying to break your leg again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, there was a dance Wait, the next you... day. Um, <laughs> no, it, it really was a small roof. Like, it, it was, like... A, our house used to, like, go up, like, a mountain. So it was, like, the smallest part. And, like, I used to, like, jump off to try to fly. Um, but that was... <laughs> I think that no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> Casual. Was, sorry, mom and dad, if you're listening. Um, but I think that was the only time in my life where I thought that I was different. Um, but yeah. <laughs> no. Well, well, that's good, and I'm glad. I'm glad all limbs have he have healed 
<laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I didn't hurt myself. I know. Luckily, yeah, so. that's good. That's good. Thank God. No, Thank God. but it's yeah, it's just crazy. I feel like, and again, like like we were saying, even though we've been talking about it for yeah, like the past hour, there was not a lot going on in this movie, but I think it had the right amount of kind of, for lack of better words, Disney magic in this, where it was almost like as a kid, you're like, wow, this actually could happen. Like when you're watching it and you're nine. You're like, this could happen. I could see this. And this makes sense. Like, now he has these powers. And now he's trying to eat fish food. And, you know, we'll see what happens. And so I think it was just, it's just like a fun 90s movie. It is. And something that's kind of relevant today, though, about the movie, too, and about mermaids in general. And I'm not sure if you're on Mermaid TikTok. But oh yeah, there are a lot of TikToks about are mermaids real and people, like, capturing them on their phone. And it's just kind of funny that, I th- think humans have always been so fascinated with mermaids from, I mean, from the little mermaid to obviously this movie 13th year to nowadays people posting TikToks of seeing mermaids. So who knows? Who knows if Cody's out there somewhere um, swimming with his mom. That swimming with his mom and his other, his other mer people. Hope- and hopefully, hopefully he has like a mer clan out there. Cause I was like, if it's just the two of them, He's going to have to learn some real survival skills because, like, there there are killer whales out there. Like, is she going to – and is she going to – I just hope she oh, yeah. talks to him because now, like, his hobbies are just going to be, like, how do I avoid being eaten by sharks? Can't he, like, shock them or something, though? Oh, that's true. Oh, maybe he can control their mind. I oh, that's right. Like, like, he can control all their minds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He he's got to be back. He's got to be back for school. He can't. The The one thing I want to say about his mom that, that you bring it up, though, and I was talking to Blake about it, and I was like, do you remember anything about 13th year? He was like, I just remember, like, not being a fan of the mermaid scenes. They were, like, really <laughs> weird. And, and that's so funny. I was like, you were, like, seven thinking that? Okay. Um, But she has, um, she's, like, a bikini, first of all, and it's, like, made out of shells that you could get. Like, it looks like a and. I'm th- I'm not here to judge, but it does look like an outfit from TJ Maxx or from like Kohl's that like you get for ha- like costume parties for college. Um, it just <laughs> seems so real, unrealistically just like crazy to me. And also, why is she so like she looks like she crawled out of Sweden? I, I it, it was weird. It, it, she was kind of bizarre. I, I thought she was very bizarre. I thought, I don't know what they gave her direction-wise on how yeah. to look at the camera, but she always just had that one look. And honestly, like, all those dreams that Cody had, so when he's kind of being called to the sea and he has all these dreams of this this mermaid just kind of meeting and, like, looking at him in a somewhat creepy way, never in my life would I be like, oh, yeah, that's my mom. Like, oh, hey, mom. That's, yeah. that's, that's got to be her. Like, I would never think that. I'm like yet alone jump into the sea and run away right being like oh this is this is a safe option i'm definitely gonna do this no never like never 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 (laughs) um (laughs) well i I think that like pretty much sums it up for like hot takes of the movie um it was like all hot takes the entire movie and i promise everyone we really enjoyed this movie like Mm -hmm. it's I know we just like roasted it for an hour, but it's a fun movie. Um, I guess, I guess just to kind of like end it, like, did you, was there a favorite scene in the movie for you? <laughs> okay. Oh my, as a, I promise I loved it. I'm so sorry. If I'm going to be roasting it again. I'm so, so sorry. Um, it was like the scene. I'm so sorry. This is so mean. Um, it was a scene where he's so upset because he's real. Cody is realizing that he is 100% turning into some type of aquatic life, maybe a fish. We don't know. He has scales. And then he realizes, oh my gosh, I don't know what I am, but I'm definitely a fish. And he just looks into the fish tank, like so sad and melancholy. And he's like, I'm one of you now. And he just tries, oh to, my God. He tries to eat the fish food and it's disgusting. <laughs> and I know it's supposed to be one of those moments where it's like, oh, I feel bad for him. He's alone in his room. He has no one to talk to. And I, I just burst out laughing when I watched this time around, Wild. which is awful. But it's just hilarious 
how it was delivered. Um, Wild scene. Did you did you have a favorite a favorite moment? Absolutely. Um, (laughs) It wasn't like a moment. It was just. I feel like we can't not talk about this movie. I feel like we can't talk about this movie without bringing this up. And I think you know where I'm going. It was multiple scenes. But I just thought the water fountain scenes were, like, for those who haven't seen, he and Disney just, like, didn't shy away. Like, first of all, like, he's drinking water, and they're making it seem like he's, like, an alcoholic or something with the water. Like, they no, they really are. And he's, like, hiding, like, a Fiji bottle. And, like, there's one scene where Jess just, like, rips it out, and he's, like, stop it. Stay away from water. Um... But I just loved how he was just, like, drinking out of a water fountain for, like, a minute to two minutes throughout the movie. Um, There was also a scene where, like, the line was piled up where there was, like, 15 kids waiting to drink. And I guess it just kind of reminded me about how disgusting water fountains in schools are um, that I drink out of every day. Um, But, yeah, I think that that is just the most iconic scene for me. Um, But he he didn't make that water look good. He he did make that water look good. Now that do kids still have water fountains? Because like you're right, that was so not hygienic. But we all (laughs) after after gym class, we were sucking that thing down. That's gross. I'm pretty sure they still have water fountains in schools, Kelsey. Uh, Well, Um, I I didn't know, but you know, in airports now, it's like you bring your own water bottle, so nobody drinks out of it. But it's mm -hmm. still maybe I don't know. I'm gonna have to ask my mom. What they have well, in high school. My uh, my job site has yeah. I feel like doesn't everyone has those hydro flasks though nowadays? That's, yeah, that's so that's what I'm like... thinking. So it's like no one you don't have to drink out of it. Yeah, you just fill up your water bottle. Yeah, we've we've come so far. We've come so far. Man, what would Cody do? Um, <laughs> well, I I think that's pretty much. I think I... that's pretty much. I think that's it. I think, I mean, and, and, like, like Ian said, we did just roast this movie, but it is, it's still, it would 100% be in my top 10 for all time DCOMs. And mm. I feel like it would be for you too. Cause it, mm. it still is when you watch it and you just settle down, you're like, this is a DCOM. It's, it's quintessential DCOM. I don't think it's in my top 10. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. No, but it's, it's, but I, but it's it's really good is the thing and it is a decom it's like quintessential um but i think yeah it's my top 10 for like most important decoms for sure um but yeah um, <laughs> i love how i'm sorry everybody i love how we were just like you know what like how dare they treat just like this and the whole hour we're just like picking these characters apart um <laughs> well at least at least we know that they were 18 so that makes me feel better about it yeah um well i guess the last thing was there any like i kind of have one but was there any um like was was there anything that you took away from this film in terms of like bettering mental health or like a lesson learned that stuck out to you as an adult stay away from water when you're 13 no (laughs) really yeah (laughs) i okay try not to get try and get deep on this i okay i think one of the the one of the lessons that i truly saw even though i i did think sometimes the parents were like actually crazy i think and and actually you had mentioned this earlier in the podcast i did think it was really cool because it was one of the first decoms where we saw not like a typical family so he's obviously like like a quote-unquote what we say is typical right like obviously there is no typical family and so he's adopted and i thought in the messaging behind it was really cool because he was so okay with being adopted and i thought the message was really also cool that he was okay being adopted but it was also okay for him to want to know what his roots were even though you know it's out in the ocean i thought that was really cool because i think there's a lot of us where whether it's, you know, we have hobbies, we have differences, we have things that we want to explore about our past or heritage that we're proud of. I think it's really cool to celebrate that. And I think I did like his house parents throughout it were super supportive. And I thought that in a weird way, they're great role models too. Like they're, like I said, they're crazy for like 90% of this movie, but at least they are super supportive. They love him and they want him 
to explore who he is, find out who he is. And I think that's, if I have to pick one, I think that's kind of my main message that I got out of it. And, you know, mental health wise, just celebrating who, excuse me, celebrating like who you are. Um, what did, what did you think? No, that was actually like a perfect transition. Um, not to go back to Corbin blue, but Corbin blue does have a quote and he goes, you've got to be fine with who you are. And I think that this movie embodies that statement. And I think that Cody, you know, he was trying to struggle throughout the whole movie with himself, understanding who he is. And I don't like, honestly, shout out to Corbin Blue. That's such an amazing quote. Mm -hmm. You got to be fine with who you are. I think it's why 13th year is probably his favorite film from a Mm decom perspective. But I think just learning about who you are, especially tying it back to um, what I was going through internally as a 13 year old and being able to relate to Cody. um, That's, the definite number one takeaway um i did wish that his friends besides jess would support him a little more but at the end of the day i think everybody stood together and and finally did support him uh, because cody finally accepted who he was so yeah that's my uh, mental health takeaway for this film absolutely and because yeah and that's the thing and so again props to disney because even when you're watching a ridiculous movie about mermaids merman a merman merman a merman Merman. um oh side note all when now when you hear that line though all you know do you think of the um oh my gosh why am i blanking on the name zoolander when he's like merman dad oh i I did not but that's hilarious (laughs) it's all i can think of when they were saying it in this movie um but no i think that it just shows you can still have really great takeaways from a really fun decom so Great job, everybody, on this movie. We <laughs> sorry, I, I keep thinking about the oil spill scene. Um, <laughs> but... If you writers out there, if you need any content, we can we can have a little discussion about about uh, stopping global warming and stopping stopping oil spills. How Cody okay. saves the day. Stopping oil spills. Sponsored um, by Don. Th- yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. What a fun film. Uh, mm-hmm. What a fun film to relive and recover. Um, and I, I, I honestly, mm-hmm. I, I think that's it for us, folks. I think that's it. Thanks again for tuning in, everybody. Um, we will be having one more episode before, if you've seen on our social channels, before we are so excited. Woo-hoo! If you all have been listening to us, you know Ian and I take fall very seriously. And that includes every single spooky decom under the sun. So starting September, get your wish hats out, get your cozy sweaters out, get your pumpkins out because we're going full, full in. Full, whole squad ready. Whole squad. I love how like witch hat was your first thing. Um, <laughs> get your witch hat. No, I know. I got it. Halloween I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Halloween down. Um, so yeah, get ready for spooked over and also listeners. Um, just to reiterate one more time, um, your support means the world to us. Again, thank you for the comments and the likes. And if you have the time and you haven't already, please uh, rate us on Spotify or Apple. It means a lot to smaller podcasts. And the more ratings we have, uh, Apple and Spotify pushes our podcast out. And so we can reach more uh, more minds with our riveting podcast about mermans. But um, <laughs> yes, so... So thank you again, listeners. And on that note, you I know think what? We're ready to uh, yeah. sign off. Are we ready? <laughs> and on that note, remember, listeners, si se puede. Means yes, you can. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. All we right. will see you next time, and we will see you on our social channels until then. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.